Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry. It's just me today. Eric's off today. We got DJ Danielle making all the magic happen behind the Mac. Do us a solid here. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast. We got a jam-packed show for you today. Obviously, though, let's talk Arizona State basketball. It's something that me and Eric got into a little bit yesterday. Obviously, everybody in the chat and social media talking about the entire rebuild discussion that me and Senor Ruby had um, on Monday. So I do want to kind of rehash some of that, get into a little bit more of the specifics of the situation, because after having some conversations with some people um, following that entire episode yesterday, I think it is worth mentioning a, a few other points to the other side of the entire rebuild Bobby Hurley argument. I do want to get to some of the comments, though, to kick things off in the chat. We got JJB. Yo, I wanted to bring up something real quick. Eric spoke in the last show on how ASU Twitter posted about empty seats to the Oregon State game and reasons to come out to DFA. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's important to get fans out to these games, want to retain guys, not to lose them in the portal. Show up, show your support. Absolutely. Uh, also saying you guys also mentioned how the average fan doesn't care about Frankie breaking Stills' record, then we should make them care. There should be an effort by the university to make that a big deal. I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, the university should do that, right? But I don't think that's necessarily on us to go out there and make that push. Um, again, I think there is a little bit of the conversation of before fans show up, there needs to be a product on the court. Right. There's that side of the argument. And on the other side of it, there is fans should show up regardless. And the more people show up and support, well, the the better the play on the hardwood is going to be. And that, you know, I think there's valid points to both of those arguments as it relates, though, to Arizona State basketball moving forward. I think you have to also understand when you're having the conversation about Sun Devil Hoops in the, the current state of college athletics where it is so NIL-driven, so transfer portal-driven, that something that we didn't necessarily hit on yesterday is that when you discuss a rebuild, right, in the current state of athletics, you are genuinely talking about a new coach. Because in the state of NIL and transfer portal, everyone's going through a rebuild pretty consistently, specifically in basketball, I would say more so, than football. 
or at least it's more noticeable because it's a shorter, smaller roster, right? So for Arizona State, and I had this conversation with somebody yesterday asking about the the Arizona-Arizona State game that took place over the weekend. Danielle, can you tell me off the top of your head how many players that played for the Arizona Wildcats in Saturday's game also played in last year's Arizona State-Arizona game for the Wildcats? Oh, boy. You take a guess. It's probably more than ASU. I would say... Who no, I don't know. Uh, three. Three. Do you know how many for Arizona State? Did I get it right? You did. You Let's got go. It. You got it right. Do you know how many for the Sun Devils? Uh, is it just Frankie Collins? It is also three. Also three. Frankie Collins, Alonzo Gaffney, Jemiah Neal. Right? So it is, I think, super easy to hone in on what's going on with Arizona State in the basketball roster. And you're like, well, none of these guys were here last year. Well, you look at the Arizona Wildcats and guess what? None of those guys were there last year either, right? Three and three. The difference, though, is the caliber of player that is on the Arizona Wildcats roster versus the Arizona State roster. And how do you get those level of players? Well, part of it has to do with the pedigree of the coach, the elite status of the program, the conference you're in, maybe where some of these kids are at, right? Can they go in? Can they win now? Are they a part of a rebuild? Or... The other side of that is NIL money, right? Again, same conversation I had the other day with somebody. Some of the the money that is being spread to Pac-12 basketball players is ridiculous. Um, and, and I say ridiculous in the sense that Arizona State is not playing in the same sandbox as some of these other universities. There's kids at Washington making over half a million dollars. There's kids at Arizona making a million or close to a million dollars. Arizona State does not have that kind of money, right? You could say what you want about the Sun Angel Collective doubling its numbers after Ray Anderson was, you know, pushed out of the door and no longer the athletic director at Arizona State. You could double, triple, quadruple the number and you're not going to hit the money that Arizona, Washington, schools in the Big 12, schools in the Big 10, schools in the SEC are playing with. You're just not going to do it. So what does that mean for Arizona State basketball Right now, well, if nothing changes, then Arizona State basketball will be exactly where it's at right now and potentially worse moving to the Big 12 in a conference that has, what, six to seven teams consistently rotating in the AP Top 25, five to six of those teams likely getting higher seeds in the NCAA tournament. That's that's the state of it. Something has to change. So... The conversation that me and Eric had yesterday in terms of the rebuild, the Bobby Hurley side of things, I want to specify that specifically when it relates to the coach at Arizona State for the basketball program, I think from a fan perspective, people are tired of the system. They are tired of seeing the Arizona State offense that they've seen for the last three seasons, and that's valid because the offense hasn't been consistent. I think if it was consistent, then I think there would maybe be a different side to this argument. But as it stands right now, people are a little bit exhausted of only scoring 60 points a game and having to rely on defense. I think that's just kind of the way that people feel. So is that on Bobby Hurley? Well, part of it, yeah. Is part of it on the players? Yeah, I would say probably. Part of that's on the program as a whole. Part of that's on the athletic department, 
right now. Part of it's on the athletic department when Ray was in charge. Like there are so many issues going on as it stands with Arizona State athletics, not just basketball, right? Now, when it comes to Bobby Hurley, again, you also have to understand what the circumstances are for Coach Hurley moving through a season, moving through an offseason with, you know, the cards that he's been dealt. Specifically, you look at the athletic department opting to invest uh, um, and I guess not invest in Arizona State basketball um, with just kind of leaving DFA the way that it's been for how long now, right? Like you go look at all of the other arenas for college basketball here in the Valley. You're looking at Arizona, and I guess it's not really the Valley, but Tucson, GCU. Like they've all got better places to play than Arizona State. And to be quite frank with you, those places will probably have renovations to their arenas before Arizona State gets a new one. Like, that's just the fact of the matter. Right now, Arizona State basketball isn't in a position to succeed. So do you change the coach? Maybe. Do you change the NIL? Yeah, but how do you do that? If donors don't want to give money, what's the best way? Well, you can have your coach go out there and fundraise. I know NIL is something Bobby Hurley spoke about on the radio this morning that immediately following the season, he wants to try and turn things around when it comes to NIL. And for Arizona State, they're going to have players leave and they'll have players come in. That's the cycle of college basketball right now. It is not just an Arizona State thing. It is a college basketball thing. Going back to the point that Danielle and I just made a couple minutes ago, Arizona and Arizona State had the same number of players, three play in Saturday's game that played in last year's Arizona, Arizona State game. It's just a caliber of player that's different. Arizona State isn't getting a Caleb Love, okay? Like, they're not getting an Umar Balo. You're going to have to settle for an Alonzo Gaffney and a Frankie Collins right now until things start to change. Now, how much of that falls on Bobby Hurley? Well, before you talk about the next coach, you also have to give a little bit of credit and a pat on the back to what Bobby Hurley has done for this Arizona State basketball program over the years, okay? The Sun Devils, since the year 2000, have been to the NCAA tournament six times. Since the year 2000, we're in 2024, guys. That is awful. That is horrible. Like, there, there just needs to be a different standard. But when you're talking about ASU basketball as of late, like I said, six times since the year 2000, Hurley has taken the team to the tournament three of those six times. Okay? So before everybody, and myself included, on the train of you need a new coach, there has to be a level of understanding that Bobby has done some really good things for the program. Now, the, the question is, is this the best that Arizona State can do? Or can Arizona State get better? Well, just because you get a new coaching year doesn't necessarily mean you're going to raise all the money in the world for NIL, right? Like, it, it just doesn't necessarily mean that. Part of that goes so much deeper. You can have whoever you want as a coach in here. The only thing that I think realistically that you could have as a basketball coach and, like, actually get to the number that you need to hit is unless Deion Sanders wants to leave Colorado football and come coach ASU basketball, I don't think the NIL money is going to change too drastically depending on the coach. And I'll tell you right now, we've had conversations 
about must bus potentially leaving Arkansas for Arizona State. It's not going to happen. Okay, I'm here to tell you that now. It, it, it's it doesn't seem likely. And when you kind of go through all of the reasons why it makes a lot of sense why Musbus wouldn't take this job versus what he's got going on at Arkansas. Okay? Like, and Mike in the chat, give him credit, consistently inconsistent, your words exact. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I still believe that it is time for a coaching change at Arizona State. I will buckle up and I will take the hits on it. I believe it. I genuinely believe it's just time for a change of scenery for Arizona State basketball. However, you do have to acknowledge that Bobby Hurley and this team won 23 games last year, went to the NCAA tournament. You do have to do it. Okay? That's that's the other side of this argument. Like I said, Hurley's been responsible for taking this team to the tourney three times. The Sun Devils have been six since 2000. It's just something that you have to acknowledge. And I will say it. They have been consistently inconsistent. And that brings me to the next side of this. Is guess what? The Arizona Wildcats just extended Tommy Lloyd. Five-year extension. The Arizona Wildcats basketball program, I don't know if you know this, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good at basketball in case you missed Saturday's game where they won by 45 points and blew Arizona State out the gym. Like, that's what the program is. And now that they have furthered the time that their head coach and Tommy Lloyd is going to be there, it's going to increase recruiting. Now they're moving to the Big 12. They're opening themselves up to an entirely different market. And where is Arizona State? Without an athletic director, without significant NIL funds to make a difference, you've got fan base split on who should be the coach, on who should be the athletic director, on the players, on the transfer portal. It's a mess. It's a carousel. It's just going around problems and problems and problems. I described it to Danielle before we even got started. Arizona State basketball is like the gum on the bottom of my shoe. You don't want it to go, or you want it to go away, but it's not going anywhere. It's just there every time you take a step. You're like, God damn, my foot is stuck in this fucking, like, that's just what it is. And at a certain point, you're like, you'll have the one moment where you're like, oh, part of it's gone. But you still have gum on the bottom of your shoe, man. That's Arizona State basketball right now. Things need to change. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm the puppet master and I'm going to be able to make it change by myself or that any single individual is going to be able to do it. Because I don't think that's the truth. I think the truth is it needs to be a movement. And the movement that I'm talking about is I think the movement that Kenny Dillingham was trying to spark with ASU football. The entire Activate the Valley, right? You had a new coach that people wanted. And things started to feel like they were changing. Why can't ASU basketball have that? Why can't there be that same level of intensity to, to re, rebirth this program? That's what it needs. I think rebuild was the word we chose yesterday, but that's what it needs to be reborn. You need to try again. Now, whether that is with Bobby Hurley, that's for some people to decide. Like I said, I think it is time for a coaching change because this program has been consistently inconsistent time and again. But again, it where do you go? There needs to be a plan in place, okay? So when I say Bobby Hurley in Arizona State, it's not necessarily a marriage, that's going on right now. That's totally fine. But before you get a divorce here, there's got to be a plan in place. You got to know what the next step is. And I'll tell you what, if you think you're going to bring in a new coach and it's just going to make things night and day different in the Big 12, it's not. 
you still are going to play Kansas. You're still going to play Arizona. You're still going to play Kansas State. You're still going to play Houston. You're still going to play Baylor. One coach doesn't make that difference. One coach doesn't make up for the money that some of these kids across these conferences are making in NIL money. One coach isn't going to make the difference to tear down DFA and build something new. It's got to be a movement. It's got to be something different. Okay? Mike in the chat. ASU needs a Jetfish hire for basketball. An unknown and controversial hire that elevated the program. He might leave in a few, but can make the job more desirable. I think that's a valid point. I think that is absolutely a valid point. I think when it comes to the next coach, you need to take a risk. I think they need to be younger. And that's, again, Bobby Hurley's not necessarily an old coach in the world of college athletics. But when you talk about the current state of what's going on, transfer portal, NIL, social media, arenas, TV deals, conference realignment, you need a new, fresh voice. And I'm not saying that Bobby Hurley and some of these other ASU coaches aren't going above and beyond trying to get, you know, fundraising and do things like to help better the program. But if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Instagram and you follow ASU Athletics, what do you see? You see Kenny Dillingham going out and doing these things. Again, not to say that these other coaches aren't doing it, but the importance of social media is that people are seeing Kenny Dillingham do it. People aren't necessarily seeing Willie Bloomquist go do it. They're not seeing Bobby Hurley go do it. The ASU fan base is very, I need to see to believe. Okay? And right now, they're not showing up. So they're not seeing anything. And when they do show up, like Saturday, what do you get? A 45-point loss to your rival. Something's got to change. And like I said, I am not the dude behind the counter making a sandwich. Okay? I am not the one that's got all the answers, that's got all the ingredients to, to fix this thing. But it really does feel like there needs to be an entire movement from the ASU community, maybe the Valley in general, just to try and change the way that the entire product is functioning. The system for ASU hoops is broken, and it's broken because it's behind the curve. And if you want to see the way that it needs to be done, it kills me and pains me to say it. You just got to take what? Take the 10 all the way down to Tucson, and you can see what they got going on there. Because that basketball program is, is flowing, man. It's, it's thriving right now. And like I said, it sucks to, to have to be the rival on that side, and you're kind of gasping for air midway through the season, or I guess, what, six Six games left in the year, trying to better yourself before you hit the Pac-12 tournament. It's tough. And you know what sucks even more is regardless, Arizona State could win out. They could win out, potentially get a top four seed in the Pac-12 tournament. And guess what? You're going to go to Vegas, and it's going to be all Arizona fans. It's going to be all Arizona fans because they care. They want it more. <laughs> that's that sucks to say Arizona fans want it more when it comes to basketball it goes back to how we started the chicken or the egg right something's got to give the product and the fan base they got to meet halfway and they got to figure it out otherwise this cycle 
of yearly disappointment, right? The hubba bubba on the bottom of your shoe. It's just going to continue to return year after year. And I don't think anybody in the Valley actually wants that. We had the conversation yesterday with Arizona fans. I think they want to see Arizona State at least have some success and be in the AP Top 25. That way you get those ranked games. You get those ranked matchups. Of course, I'm sure every rival loves a good 45-point win here and there. But you'd rather the game be competitive, wouldn't you? I think I think most people would agree. I could be wrong, but that's just the way I feel. We had Donald in a chat earlier talking about these sunglasses. Guys, these sunglasses, guess where I got them? Take a wild guess, Danielle. Ooh, was it maybe Illegal Pete's? Illegal Pete's, guys, has sunglasses. Sunglasses, t-shirts, and some amazing food. The weather, absolutely beautiful. Highly encourage you guys. Go check out Illegal Pete's Tucson or Tempe locations. The best drinks, the best food in the Valley. It is Tuesday. Got a Taco Tuesday over there. Go celebrate. And the college basketball season is officially in crunch time, guys. Win or lose, Illegal Pete's is here to bring you a win with their legendary soundcheck deal. Bring in your ticket stub from any ticketed event and get a draft beer or house margarita for a penny. Illegal Pete's wants to celebrate with you, whether it's a pregame or postgame party with locations in Tucson and Tempe, Arizona. They got you covered on all your game day needs. Must purchase an adult entree to redeem the Illegal Pete's soundcheck deal. Illegal Pete's, guys, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Now look, Illegal Pete's, super, super affordable, but guess what? I think everybody, and I mean everybody, would like just, just a little bit more money. Right, Danielle, would you agree with that? You'd just like to have a little bit more money. I would love more money. Right? You know how you're going to do that? Arizona Lottery, guys. The Arizona Lottery is introducing a unique new ticket and promotion called Arizona Adventure. Three ways to play and win big. You can play Arizona Adventure Lottery tickets featuring three iconic landscapes all around Arizona. These tickets have prizes up to $50,000, guys. You can also check in at Geolocated Adventures at 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma or Enter tickets online for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Just visit azadventure.com for more information on how you could take an adventure for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. God, I'd love to win the lottery. What would be the first thing you'd buy if you won the lottery, Danielle? Camera. <laughs> I'm buying a new camera. Really? That's the first thing you'd do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just bought I just bought a, a massive new lens that's supposed to get here this week, and I'm so mm. excited about it. I just want another camera. You can never have too many of those. I love it. Absolutely love it. You know what I think I do? And this, I was wearing a, a, a tiara. Is it called a tiara? Is that what those are? Is that what I was wearing earlier around yeah. the office? Yeah. I was a little pretty princess in here. Um, I, I think, and this this might be really petty, but I saw this on, on social media. I'm like, you know, this would be like definitely something I would do. I think... Any person that ever like talked down to me, talked crap to me, whatever, I think I would invite them to a lovely dinner, right? It'd be a one-on-one situation. Like I do this multiple times to a nice, like the nicest restaurant that you could go to in Arizona. Have a conversation, we talk, whatever. And I think I would tell them why why we're here. I tell them, hey, you know, I, I won the lottery, and I tell them, you know, this. This irritated me. This upset me. You're an ass. Whatever. And then I think I'd leave them with the bill. 
I think that's what I'd do. I think that would be the, the right way to handle that situation as a 26-year-old man. Uh, I think that's probably how I would approach that situation again. You don't need to win the lottery to do that, though. If you're not paying the bill... Yeah, but I just I feel like I need to sit across somebody and be like, hey, man, I'm I've got more money than you. That's fair. <laughs> I've won the lottery and you're still going to pay for my dinner like that. That just feels like what I need to do. Um, Ryan in the chat, y'all acting like an arena update will fix this. We don't deserve an update or a new arena need better performance. See, again, that, that goes back to the the idea of what comes first, the support, the arena, the fans, the players, the coach. There's got to be a. I, I feel like a, a, what, what do they call them? Where you get like a political candidate and, and you have people asking questions. What's that called? A ra- uh, town hall? Town hall, yeah. yeah. I feel like Michael Crow needs to do one of those. I know he never would, but I think that would be so damn helpful. Or maybe the new athletic director, whenever that happens, I think that would be certainly something that would help. Can we actually put that in the chat as a, as a poll? If they would like the new Arizona State athletic director to do a town hall. Um, just yes or no. I, I think that would make a significant impact. Um, again, just to get people to buy in to what's going on um, and, and feel like their voice is heard. I think that makes a, a big difference in college athletics, especially with the alumni fan base at Arizona State. While we get that poll up there, I do want to talk to you guys about some college football playoff revisions. Not sure if everybody saw that the college football playoff board of managers unanimously revised the qualifying criteria for the 12-team event to include the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams determined by the CFP selection committee. Uh, This change modifies the original plan, which called for the bracket each year to include the six highest-ranked conference champions and then plus the the next six highest ranked teams under the 12 team playoff format that begins in the fall. The four highest ranked conference champions will be seated one through four and each will receive a first round bye. while teams seated five through 12 will play each other in the first round on the home field of the higher ranked team. So for example, five is going to play 12, six will play 11 and uh, so on. Quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in the new year, six bowl games and the national championship game will continue to be at a neutral site. This is interesting, though, for me. No conference will qualify automatically, and there will be no limit on the number of participants from a conference. That specifically sticks out to me. I feel like when it comes time for college football playoff, and we've got those 12 teams, and you got your conference champions, obviously, I have a strong feeling that a lot of these teams are all going to be coming from the SEC and the Big Ten. You are going to see... Let, let's just let's just count them out here. So you, let's say you've got your conference champions. Let's say Utah wins the Big 12. I know that's going to piss people off. Whatever. Uh, let's say they win. Let's say Georgia wins the SEC. Let's say Ohio State wins the Big 10. Let's say Clemson wins the ACC. Okay, so you got your four major conference champions. Um, I'm not missing any, right? Now, four highest-ranked conference champions will be seeded one through four. Your next teams, you are going to have... Michigan, probably. You're going to have Penn State, probably. You're going to probably have Alabama. You're going to probably have Florida State. That's what? Nine of your 12 teams coming from how many conferences? Right? Like, you're, you're, I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but like the Big 12 and the ACC are going to get left behind. They are going to get left behind because right now there isn't enough talent. Right, the same conversation we had with the with college basketball for Arizona State, 
Like the Big 12, yes, there are players here and there. The SEC and the Big 10 are dominating recruiting. They're dominating recruiting right now. They're owning specific positions of need, right? We all know the SEC owns the trenches. We know that Ohio State owns the skill players. What's the Big 12 got? What's the ACC got? Nothing. What's the Mount West got? Nothing. Like, and, and that's what you're, you're starting to see it, right? Jonathan Smith, for example, leaving Oregon State, a program that he had built up to go to Michigan State. A program that was, Mel Tucker, he, he pushed that shit off a cliff. Like, that's the state of college athletics. We have these isolated conversations, right, about Arizona State because this is an Arizona State podcast. And when you start to zoom out and look at all the sports, everybody not named Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State is getting fucked. That's, that's the truth. Look at USC. USC in the Pac-12. Lincoln Riley, offensive genius. Returning a Heisman quarterback who's likely to go number one in the NFL draft. They were what, seven and five? Because why? Well, everybody knows their defense was god-awful. Recruiting. Recruiting. The SEC and the Big Ten own everybody else. Okay? They own everybody else. Craig Morgan would agree with me. I know he would. That's just the way things go. And so when you look at the college football playoff expansion going to 12 teams, no conference um, is going to automatically qualify and there's going to be no limit on the number of participants. I think you're going to start to see it's easy to talk about it and it was super easy to talk about it in the four team format, right? Where you've got just Georgia and you get Georgia and Alabama was always the conversation. You can only have one. You can't have two. And then when there was two, it was everybody's bias. So you get Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, throw in some other team that's not going to ever do anything. Like, that's where you're at, man. That's where you're at. Not to mention Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, Texas now in the SEC. LSU in the SEC. The SEC it's just going to be the SEC playoff is what it's going to be. It's going to be the SEC in Big Ten playoff with three other teams. And it's going to be uh, interesting, to say the least. I don't think the 12-team format from, again, my personal perspective, I don't think the 12-team format is going to be the permanent format that we are going to see 10 years from now. I just think there is not necessarily too many flaws, but things like this require trial and error. And I think the way that we saw the four-team format, I think a lot of people agreed. Danielle, would you agree with me that the four-team format wasn't necessarily the best one? No, absolutely not. Why? I think that too many... If it never made sense to me, <clears throat> sorry, um, that you have a four-team playoff spot with five major conferences. Yeah. It's a power five. There you right? go. Like, it, it never made sense that automatically, if all of those were to run the table, if every power five champion were to run the table, somebody's going to get left out. Yeah. And guess what it did? Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody, I, I, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I am... Uh, team participation trophy, because I know that's going to piss some people off as well, but I, I feel like anything I say does that, just about. Um, like, I'm not saying that every single conference needs to have two teams, or every single conference needs to have three teams, but I think this, the CFP committee, as it is, is such a, like, 
I don't even know if I have the the right word to describe it. It is like a, uh, it's just this other being that holds itself to its own rules. It's like the NCAA. <laughs> it really, it, it, they could do whatever they want and there isn't really any punishment and there really isn't a, a public discussion about it. And I feel like that should be part of it, right? The same way that in the poll right now that we just had, where the majority of people, if correct me if I'm wrong, wanted Arizona State's next athletic director to have a town hall, right? That was correct. I feel like there would be significant, like, not ratings boost because it's already going to get ridiculous ratings. But I think more people would like to have a little bit of a voice in that conversation. And obviously there needs to be people of, you know, power and and I get that. Like, I'm not saying Joe Schmo down the street should should decide who gets to go in the college football playoff. And again, I don't necessarily have the answer for it, but I think there needs to be a trial and error. And I think that's probably what this 12 team uh, playoff is probably going to, to, to really be, to be completely honest with you. Uh, AJ in the chat. Yikes. Maybe that's why y'all are such a dumb LMAO. Maybe your coaches recruit bad players. Well, I, I would say that probably every single school has at least one player that wouldn't be good enough to play at another school. And I would say that there are players at Arizona State that probably could play at Arizona and vice versa. Like, it, the idea that we just, the entire roster is made of bad players is ridiculous because if you played them one-on-one, they'd beat your ass. Like, in any sport. You could pick your sport, you could pick your athlete, you could give, you could take a head start, you could have more points. Like, they're college athletes. They're all good. Like, I, I just feel like that, that's just a lazy argument. That's I think I've noticed that with Arizona fans, and maybe Tony started it. Tony's always in the chat. We love him. He's an Arizona guy. Tony, I think he started a trend of just Arizona fans coming in here with lazy-ass arguments. I would appreciate you guys when you come in. Maybe tonight, before you go to sleep, set an alarm, set a reminder, and you can call it whatever you want on your notes app. But highly encourage you guys, just come up with, with better arguments, better burns, like... Some of you guys are just, you're just lazy with it. I did see one in the the comments of a YouTube video that was my absolute favorite when Eric was doing his post game. They asked where Toad Tree was. Toad Tree, I thought that was super clever, and they said I got called back to Game of Thrones, obviously referencing Tyrion Lannister, the smaller man. Um, you got Michaela laughing way over there. Uh, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. That was that was incredible. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I would love it. I would absolutely love it if we had some, some better arguments um, and just a better callouts all around. Okay, but yes, that's currently what's going on with the college football playoff. Obviously, we are still a ways away from college football starting. We're 193 days away from Arizona State kicking off against Wyoming. But that is what it is. Just because college football isn't here doesn't mean you shouldn't be betting the NBA back in just a couple of days. Not to mention, not to mention, guys, guess what? We are so damn close to college basketball tournaments, Pac-12 tournament, SEC tournament, Big 12 tournament. We are so damn close to the best time of the year, March Madness, right around the corner. And it's the perfect time 
perfect time to take advantage of what's going on over on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Guys, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5, a standard odds price. And once you've placed a bet, you guys are going to receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5, and you'll receive $150 instantly in addition to winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 8 hope and or text hope and New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. God, I love you guys in the chat, man. You guys are 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 something, man. AJ, well, I will call this a successful podcast. Got under his skin. I love it, man. I, I love it. I love the rivalry. I feel like there's the Arizona State Arizona rivalry. And there's the me versus Arizona fans rivalry. It's my absolute favorite. Adam in the chat. Tosha, you should just come to the U of A. We would value you down south. You're getting no views in Tempe. Yeah, somebody said earlier, the only way this podcast gets views is because you include something about UA. Well, here you are. I feel like I've said five things about Arizona in what, 40 minutes? That's 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 on you, man. Nah, we love you. We love you. All your views count the same. Do us a solid. All for PHNX. Hit the like button. Hit that subscribe button. Even if it's not for me, even if it's for Mike Luke, right? We appreciate everybody here over at PHNX, and they're going to appreciate you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos as well. Nobody does it better than Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They offer an authentic and immersive experience with an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you aren't going to find anywhere else in the desert. They haven't just set a high bar. They have set the highest bar in Arizona. Their state-of-the-art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. So when you're making some money, guys, maybe go have a nice little staycation over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They do it right. Just head on over to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what next level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. So, Look, this is uh, a we we talk Arizona State basketball, we talk college football playoff, and now I kind of want to jump. I kind of want to jump to the um, the NFL for a second because I saw obviously there there was some stuff going on with Brandon Ayuk after the Super Bowl, former Arizona State wide receiver, and he doesn't necessarily hold the power um, in that situation. I know that the 49ers can pick up his fifth year. Uh, on his rookie deal. With that said, I think there is a little bit of significance and worth noting that if a player doesn't want to play for you, it may be in an organization's best interest to move on from that player, specifically in a trade situation. That way they can get something before they opt to become a free agent. So Brandon Ayuk, obviously a young, talented wide receiver, had a hell of a season. I would still consider him one of the best number two wide receivers in the NFL. And if I'm being completely honest with you, this might be a drastic take. I like him more as a number one wide receiver than I like Debo Samuel. Um, that is just my personal two cents. I know people would probably disagree with, with me on that, as they do a lot of other things. But when it comes to Brandon Ayuk, I think, I, I don't know if it was the, the PHNX Cardinals podcast or it was somebody that had tweeted that they would like to see Brandon Ayuk be an Arizona Cardinal. Come home, and I know... PHNX Cardinals, Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, they do a phenomenal job talking 
um, Arizona Cardinals on a daily basis that the Cardinals weren't interested and won't be interested in pursuing Mike Evans if he actually becomes a free agent. They want to go younger, cheaper through the draft. Now, the younger thing, you get younger with Brandon Ayuk. However, you don't necessarily get cheaper with Brandon Ayuk. So would that be worth the risk? Would it be worth the money? Uh, I think so. I think being able to bring in a talented young wide receiver on top of drafting a wide receiver early in the draft, whether that be uh, somewhere in the first round or early second round, I think that would immediately improve the Arizona Cardinals wide receiver core. And as it relates to Brandon Ayuk, I think if you're looking in that situation, coming back to the Valley, a place that absolutely loved and adored you, I think that would make a whole lot of sense. Again, I obviously don't necessarily have the insight that everybody on the PHNX Cardinals show has. So definitely come at them with any comments or questions about Brandon Ayuk potentially uh, making a move there. But I think there are a few other landing spots that would be interesting. Brandon Ayuk with the Houston Texans could be fun. I know there were some people that said they'd love to see Mike Evans catch passes from C.J. Stroud. But Brandon Ayuk with C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, I think that adds to that offense. Where would you like to see Brandon Ayuk, Daniel? Oh, I'm a Cardinals fan through and through. Oh, absolutely! I want to. I want him and and uh, over at State Farm Stadium again. God, that, that uh, again awesome. for the first time. That would be that would be so great. You kidding me? Yeah, man. No, that would be absolutely incredible. Donald Chad Ba coming home would be well worth it. I think. Yeah, when when it comes to Arizona State fans and just football fans in general, there's a lot of people that really do like Brandon Ayuk, and I think he would immediately improve everything going on um, offensively for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, the Houston Texans, another one. I know people know I'm a Chargers fan. The Chargers don't have the money, unfortunately, uh, to, to go after a wide receiver. They don't have the draft capital to go after a, a wide receiver like Brandon Ayuk. Um, I think, again, we, we talked about it. The Las Vegas Raiders makes a lot of sense. Um, you look at Antonio Pierce, who was you know a coach at Arizona State. Wow, Brandon Ayuk was there. The Raiders have been linked to Jaden Daniels. Uh, I don't necessarily think that the Raiders can can move up. They'd have to give up the farm to go up and get Jane Daniels to pair him with Brandon Ayuk. But I think it would certainly be an interesting. Those three landing spots, again, former Arizona State wide receiver, I think it, it would be really, really interesting if the San Francisco 49ers opted to move him, right? Again, opted to move him because of everything going on, doesn't necessarily want to be with the team, whatever, all based off of... His comments post-game or, or post-Super Bowl, his brother, sister posting things on social media. Arizona Cardinals be an interesting land spot. Obviously went to college at Arizona State. I think the Houston Texans, another very interesting opportunity. A young team, a lot of money. Uh, and, and then, again, uh, another team, the Las Vegas Raiders, Antonio Pierce, former Arizona State coach. We know, we saw with Jack Jones, former Arizona State Sun Devil, he had a hell of a back half of the season once he signed with the Raiders. And then obviously, if they are able to go get Jaden Daniels in the NFL draft, I think they uh, they could certainly use a guy like Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but yeah, I, I think when it comes to a former Arizona State wide receiver, of course, everybody wants to see him back in the Valley. Say what you want. If you're an Arizona fan, I think if you're a Cardinal fan, you'd want to see Brandon Ayuk here. Just makes sense. I come from a family who just could not care about, could not care less about sports on my mom's side. My dad's side, completely different story, but my yeah. mom's side could not care less. We were watching the Super Bowl and they said, Brandon Ayuk. And she's like, 
Hey, didn't we see him at ASU? So yes, even she's like, even she's down with it with with Brandon. IU, yes, so we did. Bring Mom. him home. Bring him home. Adam in the chat. Jacob Cowing and McMillan over IU. Come on, man. You don't actually believe that. You don't actually believe that. Come on. And tell me this. Tell me this. It, it would it would take a lot to get him, but tell me your receiving core if you're able to get Brandon Ayuk and then you go draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Come on now. Come on now. If Michael Wilson is your three option. Come on now. I'll take that. I'll come take that now. all day. Monty, I know you listen to this podcast religiously. Just, just see what you can do. Pick up the phone. Call Mr. Lynch. See what he's willing to talk. Okay. Maybe have dinner. Not the kind of dinner that I was referring to earlier uh, with the lottery. You want to have a much better, nicer dinner than that. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Look, guys, we were talking earlier about college basketball. Obviously, Arizona, Arizona State still have a few games left in their regular season before you hit the Pac-12 tournament. Regardless of who you're rooting for, highly encourage you to go check out some of these college basketball games in the Pac-12 because it's the last time you're going to see a lot of these teams for a long time play each other. Where are you getting your tickets? Game time. I've used game time a million and five times. I've already used it three separate times this year, and I imagine I'll use it three more times before the year is over. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Danielle, one question for you. What are you doing between March 8th through March 10th? I'm probably working. Probably working. Probably working, I would imagine. That's valid. That's for anybody, how it goes. <laughs> for anybody not working, though, great event going on over at Phoenix Raceway. The Valley of the Sun is going to roar to life this spring when NASCAR returns to Phoenix Raceway. March 8th through the 10th, the best in-class fan experience meets racing's toughest drivers for three days of action all surrounded by the beautiful Australia Mountains. We were out there just a couple of weeks ago. If you've never been to that track, it does look amazing. It is backed up against the Australia Mountains. It really is beautiful. A great track, a great scene, especially, like I said earlier, with the weather starting to get so nice. Spring break at Phoenix Raceway is the perfect introduction to NASCAR with affordable ticket pricing for families. Whether you're a diehard racing fan or simply looking for a fantastic day out, this event promises fun for everyone from live entertainment, fan hospitality areas, and immersive infield experience just get your tickets to the shriner children's 500 at phoenix raceway march 8th through the 10th promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family get your reserved grandstand tickets now at phoenixraceway.com like we said we appreciate everybody in the chat genuinely arizona fan arizona state fan any in between do us a solid hit that like button hit that subscribe button like i said it's all love here. It's all love at PHNX. If you want to go become a PHNX diehard, highly, highly encourage you guys to do so. Just go over to gophnx.com today. And guess what? You're going to click that diehard tab, and there's about a million and five different perks when you become a PHNX diehard. Access to the diehard Discord. You're going to get discounts on merch, on events. You're going to get exclusive diehard content and more. If you don't take my word for it, take the word of some of our PHNX diehards in the chat. Donald, Shortbus, Sharon, always talking in the ASU chat. I know Danielle's always in the Diamondbacks chat, in the Coyotes chat as well. Like, it really is the best place to be if you are simply an Arizona sports fan. 
highly encourage it. It's just one time annual price. Um, again, go phnx.com, click that diehard tab. It is definitely worth the money, especially with some of the insider stuff that you are getting in that diehard discord. But guys, like we said, we appreciate everybody here. If you haven't already hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and that's going to do it for today's episode of the PHNX Sun Devil Show. If you enjoyed the content or if you enjoy coming at me, give me a follow at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow DJ Danielle at Abrik Danielle across social media, guys. In the meantime, though, go Devils and peace.